everybody, welcome to another episode of The Playthrough. Today we're going to be talking about Bloodborne the Card Game, a game by Eric Lang and Simon. And we're also going to be talking about the expansion that goes along with it. It doesn't add too much, so we felt like it would be a good idea to teach you how to play with the expansion this time around. As a quick reminder for those of you who are listening to this audio only, you can head on over to theplaythrough.net to check out the video that goes along with it and check out some of our other content. So let's jump in and learn how to play Bloodborne the card game. So the first thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna take a look at the player boards that each player has in front of them. So when you set up the game, you give each player this player board and you give them three trophy tokens that they put on the corresponding tracks and you give them three death tokens that go on the opposite end of the track. And the death tokens come with the expansion. So that's one of the differences between the base game and the expansion. The other difference that you have with the expansion is each player also gets one of these rune cards at the beginning of the game. And these are just unique player powers so that each player can feel like they have, they're a little bit different from one another. You also give each player a life dial, which starts at eight. And this is how much life each of your hunters have. Uh, you also give them a starting hand of five cards and each of the starting hands is going to be exactly the same. So the way that the game works is you just play through a series of rounds and each round you're going to do a number of things. You're going to pick a card from your hand. Every player is going to be doing this at the same time. You all pick cards from your hand, put them face down, then you reveal them, and then the hunters are going to or the monster is going to attack the hunters, the hunters are going to attack the monsters, and you score points based on the, how much damage you do to the monsters. And then finally, at the end of the game, once you've gone through all the monsters and you've beaten the final boss, then the game ends and whoever has the most points or blood echoes stored wins the game. So let's go a little bit into depth about how each round is going to work. So the first thing you're gonna do is you're going to choose and play action cards. Now if you look at the bottom of your player board here, it actually tells you what each of the steps you're going to take each round will be. Uh, so we'll go through them one by one right now. So the first one is choose and play action cards. So you're gonna look at all the cards in your hand and you're gonna pick one and play it face down. So let's talk about some of the important cards that you're gonna see in the game. The first thing that we need to talk about is the Hunter's Dream card. This card's very important because this allows you to uh, bank the blood echoes you get from monsters, which means you get to permanently keep your points. Uh, if you don't play the Hunter's Dream, you're not going to be able to permanently keep your points. Uh, it also allows you to get more cards to add to your hand. So it's a very important card and plays a very important role in the game. Uh, the next one is the Transform card. And this card's important because this, there's a, a step that talks specifically about this card. What this allows you to do is when you play this, you get a look at what all the other hunters have played and then decide what weapon you want to play this turn. Uh, and so that's a unique card in the game. And aside from that, there's just melee weapons, which are red and ranged weapons, which are blue. Um, so once you have chosen a card, you're gonna put it face down. Everyone's gonna do that at the same time, and then you will simultaneously reveal what card you played. So at this step, you would then play any transform card. So if somebody played a transform card, they would play it right now. The next thing that you do is you resolve any instant effects that are on the cards. So if you see here, I played a card with an instant effect. So I would resolve that right now. Uh, just remember if multiple people play cards with instant effects, then you need to resolve them in turn order. And the way you, you, the way you know what the turn order is, is you have this first player token here 
that looks like a hunter and you just kind of go around and he pass he goes around from person to person as the game progresses as a quick note uh this guy doesn't actually come with the game this other cardboard hunter comes with the game this was a promo uh, that russ decided to paint so just know that your game doesn't come with this guy so once you resolve all the instant effects then we go to the next step which is the monster attack step so you look at the monster that's in front of you and at the bottom he has a little lantern here and it'll be one of three colors it'll be either green yellow or red determine and that kind of determines how much damage he's going to do so this monster he rolls the yellow die because he's got a yellow lantern so when he roll the monster die it's got some different symbols on it they're just numbers this one is just numbers one through three but it also has some of these plus symbols in the top corner so if you happen to roll uh if you happen to roll a plus symbol then you have to roll the die again and you add the new number to that and if you keep rolling pluses then the monster is going to keep doing damage to you so after the monster attacks all the hunters they take damage and if any monster if any hunters hit zero they die and so they're out for the rest of the round if you survive the monster's attack then you get to do your attack as a hunter now the way that the hunter attack step works is for every little blood drop that's on a card that you play you get to take one blood echo off the monster and again you have to do this in player order because if the person who goes last if there aren't any blood echoes left on the monster he's not going to be able to get any so he may want to change what he does so it's important to kind of keep that in mind while you play so once everybody takes their blood echoes for dealing damage to the monster then we go to the next step which is the monster escape step. So if there are any blood echoes left on the monster at this point, he escapes. And some monsters have special abilities that if they escape, then you do something like this monster here. We won't go into depth about what those are because there's a lot of different types of things that they can do. But just keep in mind that some of them do have special abilities if they escape. So in this situation, since there's one blood echo left on this monster, he would escape and get away. Uh, if, you, if he hadn't escaped, then you would look down here, this little symbol. There's one in the bottom of each monster card. There's three different symbols that correspond to your trophy tracks on your board. If you dealt damage to the monster the turn that that monster dies, then you would move your trophy up one space on the trophy track. And this gives you extra bonus points at the end of the game. If you die, if that monster kills you, then you move the death token down the opposite direction and this caps how many points you can get on that track. Uh, so it's important to keep in mind that killing monsters will get you more points and dying to monsters will possibly make you lose points. So anyway, after the monster attacks, then we go to the next step, which is the hunter's dream. So if any hunters played the hunter's dream card during this step, then they would resolve this particular step of the game. And what you do is the first thing you do is you heal back up to eight health you return any cards that are in that you've used back to your hand so when you play cards they stay out of your hand until you go to the hunter's dream then you bank all the blood echoes that you have collected so far and then you pick a card from the hunter's upgrade row and you add it to your hand so i would look at these cards and i'd say oh i want the boom hammer and i would add this to my hand it's important to note that you only get seven you only have a hand limit of seven cards so if you end up taking an eighth card 
you're going to have to discard one of them. Uh, after the hunter's dream step, you reveal a new monster, and then you just keep going through that same process until you've made it through all the monsters. It's important to note this monster is a little different than the one before because it says boss at the bottom. Now bosses are harder monsters, and it's important to remember that bosses don't escape if they have blood echoes left on them. They stay out until they're defeated. So it's just make sure that you remember that while you play. And then once you make it through to the final boss, once he's defeated, the game ends and the person with the most banked blood echoes is the winner. And that's how you play Bloodborne the card game. All right, guys, welcome to the discussion portion of the playthrough for the Bloodborne the card game. If you guys are wondering how to play the game, just click on the eye up above and it'll take you to the video and you'll see Dr. J's lovely face as he explains to you how to play this card game. Um, but guys, welcome. We have the KO King, the Global Guru, and Ken Pool. How are you guys doing tonight? What's up? Great. Um, I'm excited to talk about this because... Um, this is uh, Sunshines and Rainbows, which is Russ's favorite type of game to play. Um, so we're talking about the Bloodborne card game by some guy named Eric Lang. You guys ever? It's another great game, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so this is, I don't know the best way how to describe this, like hand management. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a hand, it, the first time I played it, I was like, hey, it's like a deck builder, but you only have the one hand of cards. So didn't someone say it's a hand builder last time? Yeah, You're just building builder. your one hand. Yeah. Of cards. Semi co-op. Co semi co-op, semi stab everybody in the back. Yeah. Oh, it's Sem all semi stab super mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, definitely be in the good mood for this game or you yeah, yeah, I, I, end I, I, up with a lot of salty players. Yeah, yeah so here's it can my get question. really salty. How would you rate this compared to The Godfather in terms of stabbiness against each other? I think I, it depends on who you play with. I mean, you could go through the game and people could be hesitant and not do a lot of those things because it's your choice if you play those cards. You, it, but someone could be really... Stabby. I think it's so more More stabby. than Godfather, but not as bad as some I've played. I don't know. Having I've only played, played the Godfather once, I would say the Godfather, like, they're... I would say they're similar levels, but with this, it's more of shotgun blast. Like, there's a lot of uh, effects that... It's harder to target someone, but they affect more people and they come out, come out more often. Whereas with The Godfather, when, when you stab someone in the back, it's because you walked right up behind that exact person. You buried a blade in their back. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I feel like The Godfather, it's a little bit more it's, it's built just, in. Like, it feel, it's more, and, like, more natural to the game flow, where this, you kind of have that choice, this, right? it, it feels natural with this one, too. It's just it's not as direct. It's a lot more indirect yeah, confrontation. Yeah. But timing... Timing of the backstabbiness in this game can be just so It can be super you impactful. Can have, you can have tons of blood echoes, and you just need to live one, and then somebody just does, like, yeah, a cannon I, and hits yeah. everybody. I would there. say, I would absolutely say that, like, the, the backstabby elements in this game are more harsh. Yeah, like, it'll affect like, your your gameplay yeah. and, and when cause you, people when to you get win hurt or lose hurts. based on it. Yeah, so, so would, like... Timing is probably like the key point of this game, it's right? The being, whole game. being able to time it right. Like that's why it's super important. I think Jared did a great job of telling us each of the turn orders too, because like just between each of those turn orders, it could totally change somebody's game plan, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. timing in this game is huge. Yep, absolutely. Um, so let's see. You know, other than it being just 
quiet forest animals that are playing along. <laughs> what do you guys look like about the game? I didn't like the, some of the luck elements. Like if if I get of so course some, the guy who's missing so consistency I don't think over there's there. There's a lot of luck. Elements. So I think there is because if if you get especially when you're playing with the expansion with scenarios and things like uh, the runes where you have an ability, it's like it kind of guides you in a path. It's like oh with this I need to play more range. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, and if yeah. you get no ranged out there like last game, I'm like ah, it really hurts yeah, me. There, the market being random and the uh unless you just pick out your random. runes well the monsters, monsters being are... random that's just part of the game like that's yeah you could, but it's you a could... luck element where if something comes out and it's gonna kill you and you it messes up your timing it could really hurt the whole game for you you could create the dungeon the monsters the way you want yeah you those. could stack the, the only thing that necessarily is random is the market and the die rolls yeah, the die rolls. That's true. No, but no, if you, we know when I play, but no a lot of what, we're going to get the one. But, but, there's certain, but a lot of what you play might seem random, but it's based on what everybody's playing. So it's not necessarily like random like a die roll. I mean, you do have the die roll, but some of it is just bad timing. Like you're, you play and somebody else plays their whatever and triggers wrong i mean you but i feel it's like the, you have a lot the, of the inverse as well where if you really combo it and time it correctly like what's is that card that's broken out here the one where it's not broken. there's some <laughs> things where if you get certain cards and you have certain abilities they can be more powerful okay so and that's luck of the draw if you happen to get those things and you're able to buy those things okay so there was can a be card really that powerful said was broken and, and then and it's not necessarily it and he got rid of it right away <laughs> because of the brokenness. No, because it. it wasn't broken. It didn't work with his hand. So, but it was still good, and he won. No, he didn't. <laughs> Did really, you win? I can't remember. I think I you. I'd have to. Check I'm pretty my, sure Jared won. Remember, he had that one paper card. That's a broken fire, fire paper. paper. It's not broken though. It you can be if no, you time no, it. No, that's one of my favorite okay. cards to play. So everybody said that this was broken, but Jared spent his whole game setting this yeah. up timing so yeah, yeah so that's for, setting up he had no point so he easily could have just not had anything at the end of the game he set it up that's not yeah. luck that's playing the game yeah and, and so, so then for, if you can just play the game and you get that then it's broken and it's not luck that's not broken yeah i don't think it's broken so for people at home who What's your aren't definition familiar of with broken it, it wins you the game if you play that strategy yeah. right that's not broken <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying <laughs> that's strategy. But but what I'm saying is <laughs> it's broken if the things line up. That's the luck part of it. Is just as much as if I get an ability and get no, you know if I get a ranged ability and get no ranged, then that's bad luck. But if I get this really good one and get that combo, your definition it can make of, it really of good. luck is like yeah. So, yeah. So for for everybody at home who's wondering what we're talking about, so we're talking about the fire paper card. It has X for its blood token amount and x equals the combined damage of all your used range weapons so the way this is supposed to work is for you to for it to be the most effective is one you get a handful of all ranged weapons which are the blue looking cards and then you use all of them hopefully you survived after using all of them then you use the fire paper it's and that's gonna it's no it's bolt paper no, bolt. fire paper is this is the one i think you and had. Bolt paper yeah. is ranged. I think it was. It, I think it was bolt paper. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they, they both do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Once yeah. for ranged, then once for ranged, once for, range, once yeah. for melee. I anyway. think. I I think there's more melee. Is there more melee? There's. Oh, I think it's an equal amount. It's pretty even. Yeah. 
There's a, Don't you there's get two melee in your starting hand and only one? Yes. And only in one your, range? In your starting hand. Yeah, in your so. starting hand, but yeah. in the market, I think. Yeah, but in the balanced. starting hand, if you're going to stick with your starting hand melee weapons, you're only going to get like two or three. Yeah, it's three total. Weapons. It's three total for right, the, just the starting ones. So. I'm just saying that, you know, he said. The one what he said I was didn't broken like, was I, beast There's a little claw. bit of variability with the, the market, and it can make it a little bit lucky or not, depending what on what card you can game buy. doesn't do that? There's a variability in every market. Yeah. I'm not and saying it's a... You can churn through. I just don't think it's luck. I think it's a... He... It seemed broken, but you saw him setting it up for a long time. Yeah. And he kind of bit yeah. that strategy, and had he not been able to kill the monster, he gets nothing. Yeah, and if, and yeah. if everybody else is paying attention to what you buy, because you're eventually going to have to buy this. This is not a starting card. Everybody else could just start hate buying the ranged weapons. Beast Claw was the one that he said was broken when I was playing it. He was yeah, being that's salty. another broken card. It's not broken. I, he I was just mad. His deck and then was all of a sudden like, ah, oh, that card's actually not very well, good. Well, what was the broken card that I had that was really good? I didn't get one because I wasn't okay. very lucky. So I would, say, <laughs> I would say this is... As you can see, this game promotes... <laughs> no, there's, well, a, there's a lot of fun combinations. <laughs> and the more you play, like I think it's better with people that... That know how to play the game because they yeah. know what everything does. Yeah, this and is, so they know. Oh, he bought that. He's is, going for this. Yeah, there's he bought a, that. He's yeah, going there's for a that. lot of grandiose can, things that you happen. can then target those people and and kind of balance. Yeah, it that this way. is definitely one of those games that you want to play more than once because I, I know some yeah. people will play one a game once and be like, eh, this I one's actually not for me. I remember the first time we played. It was I want to say it was right after the expansion was announced. But it hadn't come we, out yeah, yet. Yeah, we and didn't we all, know about it. It sat on we, my shelf for a long it. time, yeah. remember? Yeah, oh, yeah we played the out. game, and we were like, afterwards, all of us were like, hey, that was a really good game. It needs an expansion. We need more weapons, more monsters. Mm-hmm. Like we, And then the expansion came out with a bunch more weapons, more monsters. Uh, the death tokens, the, um, the, the starting mm-hmm. powers yeah. with the runes. And it was like, oh, wow, they did everything we wanted them to, and then some. That's perfect. Yeah, so you don't have to play with the expansion, but it's highly recommended. You really yeah, should. It, I mean, it takes the game to a, a higher, more fun level. Yeah, if if you're just buying it, I mean, play a game or two um, with just the core set without the expansion. But know that the biggest things that the expansion does is it it penalizes death more, which is kind of cool. Yeah, which I mean, is a big you, thing. You'll die. You yeah. will die throughout the game. I, I, I yeah. remember when we first played it, since they didn't have those death tokens because we were playing with the base set, I remember that I was a lot more risky, and that's what ended up winning me the game because yeah. I had most of my tokens up to eight points. Yeah, if you, can, like three if you can get all the trophies, you can make up for lack of blood echoes where with the expansion, if you're losing your blood echoes, you're also losing the ability to get trophies because you're dying and... It hurts a lot more. Um, the it also added the I like the runes. They're really cool. They they make it kind of asymmetric. Having your starting player power gives you. Um, it can give you kind of a starting strategy, yeah. a direction like to go the in, especially ability. Give you too, so yeah, there's a whole bunch like, of them. I mean, there's a lot, especially when when you combine the two, which we've got the two combined on the table. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of variability. Well, there's and there's a if, lot of beautiful art yeah. from the video if you game. Look at just the final bosses, right? Each one of those is basically how a game will play, and we haven't yeah, even each, made it through. And there's a each lot of the there. final bosses has different um, effects that 
impact the whole game. Like and Vicar Amelia bad too, right? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, Vicar Amelia Hunter's maximum health is six. That's that, one is that one's so kind of rough. So it's it's um, such get different gameplay every time you play. Yeah, it. it's or, been a totally different an, game. Another one, Mikalash, host of the nightmare. Whenever a monster escapes, add one random non-boss monster from the box to the top of the chalice dungeon deck. So that can really dry out a game. I mean, I'm not going to read through all of them, but that gives you an idea of the the kind of things that that the final bosses add to the entire game all throughout it as another element of like just variability and replayability too. So yeah. and so and kind of speaking of like the theme and stuff too, w- weren't you the one who like played the board game and then started so, playing the video game because you're curious about So I played the card game and uh, I want to say shortly after that, the the video game was on like PlayStation Plus for free. So I downloaded it and I was like, hey, I'll check it out. I've tried like one or two of the Dark Souls games and it's the same, same people that make the video games. And if you guys don't Not know. Not the same people who make the board games. Yeah, if you guys but, don't know, the whole idea of like the Dark Souls Bloodborne genre is to make it as... Yeah, it's, insanely hard. It's as super possible. hard, and and I've tried a couple, like one or two of the Dark Souls games, and it didn't really grab me. Um, so Bloodborne became a free thing. I had played this card game, and I was like, sure, I'll try it out. It seems kind of neat. Played it for like an hour, and I was like, hey, that's really hard, and I think I'm done. And then one of the guys <laughs> that I work with got really into it at the same time. And he was like, dude, you got to play this, and I was like, you got to play this card game. And we kind of were bouncing back and forth, and I talked him into buying the card game, and he talked me into getting into the video game more. And I have since gotten like 150 hours into the video game, and so now, like, I as we're playing, I'm I'm looking at the different monsters and stuff, and I'm going, I remember that boss. I remember these guys in in an area. There's a whole nest of these creatures, and it's a total pain. And it it really adds like a, a I don't know, almost like a nostalgic slash extra grudgy element to <laughs> playing the card game. No, having having my familiarity with the video game, and also all the weapons, everything that's in this card game is in the video game, which is just really cool. So, so you would recommend this? Like, if this is if you're you know, your friends or family members are fans of the Bloodborne video game. Like, it definitely has it's the such a, hits, right? It's such a different experience. If you're a fan of Bloodborne, the video game, and you really like the theme and the lore and the monsters and all of that, and you like semi-cooperative kind of backstabby card games, or even if you're you like the video game and you like deck builders, because that was... The first thing that I thought with this was it's like a deck builder. It's because all of us don't and, own enough deck builders. <laughs> and I like deck builders, so I was like, hey, this is really cool. And then the more I got into the video game, the more I appreciated this. But if you're just, if you're in the video game, if you really like the video game for the game and for how hard it is and the challenge and um, all of that, that doesn't really translate. The 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 card game doesn't feel hard, like... I mean, it's, it's brutal and punishing, it. but there's, it's there's, a very different experience. I think we've won every time we've yeah. played. The lore of this game, what I love about the game is it's simplistic in nature, right? I choose a card, I put it, I've got seven cards, I, and it's all about the hand manipulation and what's going on around the table. So, you know, we've sat down, Skylar played this one night and was like, I don't even care about winning, I'm just going to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a surprisingly social game. Yeah. I mean, it's like a 
aggressive and I don't know, antisocial, I guess, in its own way. But it's a very it's, every time I've played, it gets very. There's a lot of table talk. There, you get the, these little grudges. You get yeah, you kind get of Zach salty in the corner. You get vindictive or salty or someone who just gives up on the game and just is trying to cause chaos. It's it, every time I've felt played it, it's felt like a very social game. And I've played with you guys, and I've also played with some of my coworkers who are uh, between beginner and not at all tabletop gamers and i have it's been a hit with every single person i've played with everyone has it's grandiose in nature as far as zach saying things are broken right things can happen at a large scale like so the longer the game goes you're not going to be doing like one blood echo it's going to be a lot more and i'm going to be hurting my opponents and hopefully you see cool combos the more you yeah. go on like and mm-hmm. everyone gets it it's funny because as much as i say those things are broken i remember in that game even though jared won he was like not winning the first two rounds he was doing actually quite poorly so it's one of those where you're never really out like if you build up to something not i'm not saying anyone can win because you can have poor luck and or just buy things really dumb and do things Play that the that doesn't way. sound like luck, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like bad strategy. As much as it sounds like I don't like the game, I actually really like it. It's 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 awesome because I, I like the the deck building aspects and being able to control your future. But there are luck aspects to yeah, it. I would where say that you got to so play like, t- timing, yeah. or else between, you can mess up your between the die game. rolls. If you if you do a random chalice with like a random chalice dungeon with the different bosses and monsters and you randomize that between in and the market and the die rolls there's enough randomness in it that there is no like one single strategy that's going to win you any game yeah um but as you play you'll develop strategies and it'll it'll work for a little while and then maybe uh a card enters the game that someone else has that like, say you're going for a strong, uh, like mostly ranged in your, in your hand and you're trying to be a strong ranged player. And someone comes with, gets a card or two that hurts ranged weapons. It takes away their power. Mm -hmm. It makes them do nothing. The player who played them maybe gets hurt. You got to start thinking about changing your strategy if if there's more than yeah. one and of those cards. And sometimes you just take risks, right? Like sometimes Absolutely. It's, it's like I know he's got that card, but I'm still going to do it, take the risk and do ranged. Sometimes it really pays off, yeah. sometimes it doesn't and but yeah. that's how the video game or or video or games are. You're you playing take risks. You'll be like, "Oh, I've got two health." Yeah. Don't want to play that. What and am then I the play? monster rolls like six damage. Yeah. And yeah. everybody dies. Oh, yeah. yeah. When when the monster gets like four plus sides yeah. and everyone dies and you're point, like, well, I guess matter. it didn't really matter. It yeah. doesn't matter what you're planning because something's going to get disrupted yeah. and you'll yeah. probably it's, die. How, how you do you guys like it. the kind of the additive dice rolls <sighs> when you roll those pluses? Because I'm pretty sure I've It killed. makes it random. I've, I love yeah. it. It depends on how they roll. It takes away the true strategies. More than once. It's interesting because this game... Is it's what your opponents flip over and turn order, like who's first player, is so massive. critical. You you could play the best card, but then if they have an instant effect and they kill the monster before you can have a chance or you get killed by the monster. Then you so just wasted That's your the best part card. of timing. It's just like, in your discard pile. I'm going to be first in three turns. I got to plan and think, what am I going to play this turn so I can save that? Mm-hmm. So when I'm last, I need to play this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll do instant. Even though I'm last, 
boom, I get something yeah. still. Yeah, I remember like that. playing with, with some other guys getting totally screwed over by a guy. I thought I had the game locked down. I was set to like finish it and win. <laughs> the guy who was last in player turn order had a card that specifically did something if you are the last person in the turn order. <laughs> and it was just like, well, cool. So that worked out great for him. It was an awesome play, but it just totally killed whatever it was that I was planning. I don't really remember. So when we went to the, we went to a local event and a lot of people showed up, um, didn't realize how many people really had found this game. Um, we had a great play in that, in that group that we played. I think we, like, there were, I think, five of us, six of us at the table, and we all died on the it's final monster. Five player. Game. <laughs> five player. Yeah. So yeah. we all died twice on the final monster. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've kind of talked about, obviously, you guys can tell that we like this game. Is there anything about the game you don't like? Like, I can tell you what I don't like now, and this is strictly for Zach's copy of this game. It's not cool, man. Like, since we did go to those promo ones, I highly suggest you try to get the promo kits because I'm, I'm sorry, Zach, but Russ and Ken's copies are so much cooler because half the cardboard has been upgraded to either movies yeah. or yeah, there's, there's game night kits that have, have that many. There's, there's tokens yeah, that replace these too. that are 3D plastic tokens yeah. that you can put on your things. And there's also a play mat. It's really nice. Yeah, really, it's really, really nice. nice. Yeah. You can you can kind of bling this out, but you've got to do it by going to these events. And here, uh, every one of them, I believe, has been like, I know at one of our game stores locally, they said, buy a like $5 gift card for the store. Then you're in the event and you can get all the prizes and stuff. So essentially they were saying, come and spend money. And you can have the goodies for free. Yeah. Which was really cool. But yeah. even just the core game, these components are pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. For the, the, the cardboard really is like not cheap cardboard. It's, you know, and the these, these player boards, everyone gets There's a player board. Box. These are good tokens. Show them the like insert. That. The insert is so nice. The, on the, some of them, there's two versions of the insert. Yeah. Russ got the, the bad one, but well, Zach here old. got the hey, good got one. So the price point for this game is really good. Game with expansion is. If you find it on sales, like thirty five, I think MSRP combined is probably like in the forty dollar range. Totally worth it. So I yeah. mean, like that's solid. I mean, if you think yeah. about a lot of the board games we've we've yeah. reviewed so far, they're on the higher tier range, like higher than yeah. this. So yeah. this is a great setup. I laugh about this game because I came across this game. My mom was wondering what to get me for Christmas. I said, oh, pick me up this game. I opened it at Christmas, totally yeah. forgot that so I So if you look in this <laughs> insert, there's a spot for, uh, you can the fit all of well the cards this, right? with all of the expansions. So if you sleeve stuff like I do, you'll run out of room. It, once you get all the plastic pieces, you run out of room. But the game as it sits on the table right now, aside from that plastic miniature, all of your small blood echoes fit here, your large ones fit here, your dice go here, your, uh, the... The trophy counter tokens go here, your life counters, your uh, first player marker that's cardboard. All the regular size cards go down, and there's a little indent for the larger size cards, which are the the it's a good final insert. bosses and the runes. It's a great insert. I, I was bl kind of blown away when I first so saw it. So I will it. say this. If you can get your hands on the Game Night Kit box, it fits 
everything sleeved <laughs> and all the extras. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> also, it just becomes a new box. Yeah, and also I know Russ won't mention it, but if you see this first player token and you really like it, shoot us shoot us an email if you want to buy one because I think Russ has a couple for sale right now, right? That yeah, I've been selling them on eBay. I've got a few uh, left right now. Yeah, so shoot us so. the email, the play th- or playthrough at ktdata.net, and I'll, I'll forward it to Russ so you can get yourself a copy of one. Because anytime they have an us. event here locally, we try to go. So <laughs> so we have we have a yeah, couple more, extras. So. I mean, between all the cool swag to add to the game and any excuse to play it, because I love this game. It's a great one. It's one of my favorites. It is one that I don't want to pull out if somebody's not in the best mood. I could see that. That's probably my one downside is, like, you can get someone really salty pretty quick if they start to take things personal. Yeah, on the other side of that, I'm fine with agitating people, so whatever. Yeah, I'm all cool. Be mad. If I was in a bad mood, I want to We learned the other time playing Evolution, another game we'll cover at some point, that that, uh, Kevin likes to irritate and poke at people. Sorry, Zach. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy that everyone picks on. I don't know. And yeah. they don't know why I'm salty. The know. best thing about this, though, when you do pick on someone, you pick on everyone. Like, it's yeah, just it's, like, yeah. I'm going to deal damage Unless it's one of those, you, I know he has a lot of range and I do yeah. range hate, something like that. Even Otherwise, then, it's I like, mean, everyone, deal damage to everyone. Most of the time, unless you have one of the starting powers or one of the cards that really focuses what you're doing on either ranged or melee, you always end up with a little bit of everything peppered in. So while you might, I mean, I guess you could be extra vindictive and be like, all right, Zach is really focused on range, so I'm going to get him. Russ and Kevin still might flip over a ranged weapon and and, (laughs) and just take the same abuse that turn. Like, it's... It you can target to a certain degree, but it's a little bit harder to target unless there's a very specific situation that presents itself throughout the game. I will I will say that if you like Eric Lang, you'll like this game, but it it has that feel to it where it's. I think what makes Eric Lang so great is his games are pretty simplistic with lots of layers to them, right? So you get a lot of different interactions, a lot of you know combos. And I'll speak up because I know Jared would probably say this. Some of the stuff that he struggles with in this game is there's tons of little interactions that's just not covered in the rules because there's just an expansion and there's other card games. Can, can you guys at home see the hearts kinda, that are just glowing? Like maybe I'll put them in post, but there's just hearts right now. That's just kind of the one of the <laughs> things that, that Jared doesn't like about it. I think he's wrong. But the, there's uh, there's also I mean. It's all true to the the video game, but there's some kind of gruesome looking monsters that could be yeah. a turn so off. I for pulled some out people. this with one group, but I was like, "Oh, this is a really fun game." Like ten minutes into it, I was like, uh, <laughs> "I was like, eh, you know, maybe flesh peeled off this half tentacled <laughs> yeah, monster yeah. that's also on fire." Well, yeah. you know, it's a bit graphic. But honestly, like when it comes to video games or really other, you know, more famous themes. This is one of the better ones yeah. where they've actually, like, yeah. they've done a good job with the theme, but it's actually a very fun game to play, too. It's not just, yeah, they, hey, this is a really bad game, but if we put a cool name on the front, people will buy it. They hit a, really, a really cool fun game. They hit a really cool balance where they stay true to the game without trying to translate the game directly to the tabletop, which, from what I understand, is 
and I haven't played it myself, but I, from what I understand, it's kind of a flaw with the Dark Souls board game where it seems like they were trying to make a board game that plays like Dark Souls and... Rather than just make it be- fun. Between, I like, I've, if you get online and you look at Reddit or whatever message boards, you look for that, it's caught a lot of heat. But one of the things that I kind of have seen... I don't know, kind of reading between the lines is it seems like they tried to make the board game like the video game and it came up short and it's just close enough to be obvious that that's what they were trying to do and just far enough to fail miserably at doing that. And there was a lot of things that turned people off with that whole game. But this game, Bloodborne, is awesome because it's it feels true to the video game without trying to be the video, be the video game. game so like yeah. it's a yeah. more of a it's, it's absolutely companion, right? oh there's it's a lot absolutely of, yeah. a different experience yeah. it's there's it a lot gives of me a totally different feeling playing it it's far more social and light-hearted and it's i i enjoy it. i think it's just kind of a, a fun kind of chaotic game and while it stays true to the source material it definitely takes it in its own direction yeah. all right so to kind of wrap things up Anybody Let's not, not wrap th- things up. No. Let's just keep talking about this we, game. So if we're, you can see these guys. <laughs> I will say, I will say, first move, and it always caught, catches people off guard when they're new. I, my first move all the time is Hunter's Dream is my first card. If, there, if there's because a card you want, you want out there stuff, for sure, because yeah. there's there's five cards in your hand. You can have up to seven, and you get first pick of the cards. So you don't get the benefit of blood tokens. You don't get to do any damage right away, but you get to increase your hand with a new card right away. Makes yeah. sense. So, um, as you guys see, everybody recommends that nobody's saying don't get it, right? You know, I've never played the, the video game, and I've really liked this game. I like the theme. I like the gameplay. So, so don't let that, that turn that off every if time you've never play played the video somebody game. somebody beats you. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. all right. <laughs> so we want to hear from you guys. If you guys have any questions about the board game, how to play, if Jared got something wrong or if you got something really right, who who really knows, to be honest with you. I think he makes up words all the time. Or if you guys I think you know, he rated the rule book, <laughs> what, seven out of ten? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. seven out of ten. So that's actually pretty not bad. Highish praise for him. It's a fairly simple game, really. I mean, yeah. the the rule book does its job. You, it's you, all you about play around and you've got it. Weird. Yeah. It's not one you have to play five and, times to really and, understand. And I really feel like if you've played a deck builder or like a hand management game, it's yeah. going to be like sliding be. into an old pair of shoes. Yeah. yeah. So let us know what you guys think of this game or your experiences with this game. Um, leave them in the comments below or just shoot us an email, the playthrough at ktdata.net. And make sure you guys check out the playthrough.net for our past episodes. You know, we get out new episodes every two weeks. Hopefully you guys will enjoy them. Um, eventually we'll do a game that has bunnies and sunshine, right? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I believe there's one that we would all like to do that has bunnies and sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. And thank you all for watching at home. And we'll see you next time on The Plate. Hey.